blue. Fuck. I feel like I hear you, but not really. Hello. Oh, there you are. I swore there was a weird, I don't even know, like a Muppet talking for a minute. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Well, my computer just thought it was uh, January 31st, 1991. That's what's taking me so long. Dude, I know that you just had like two babies and it was a heroin experience. You sound old as shit. Dude, I'm tired. You sound haggard. You sound like a 50-year-old man. I was like, wait, is this Ryan's dad? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think it's just been an emotionally exhausting two weeks. I can't, um, I can't even imagine. It's hard to believe it's already been two weeks, um, but yeah, it's been not only that, but like I've, today was the third day I've worked this month. So <laughs> it's just been like balls to the wall. The oh, entire, did you, like, were you able to have someone like cover your office or on call service uh, or how did you even manage that? No, I reached out to all of you humans and then we just kind of. I don't know. We just kind of figured it out. It's really hard. I don't know. It's hard to have. It's hard for a couple of reasons. It's hard to have, you know, my, my humans that I trust come because like you guys also have busy lives, right? Like you guys have wives that are pregnant. You guys have practices that you're running. Like don't necessarily have anyone there like coming to help me for, a day or a couple days means that like you're losing production in your office with your patients. Oh, and I get it. It's hard for me to give up the control over like the bigger treatment that I have. Not that I don't think you guys are capable. That's something that I then have to follow for the rest of the time I'm here. So that's hard for me. Um, you know, like I've done a couple of root canals this week and it's like, you know, you, you know, totally, I would just come up and treatment totally, plan like a whole bunch of bizarre shit. I'm totally capable to like do a root canal, but like also if there's an issue with that root canal, then like I didn't have my fingers in it. And then I'm like, you know, it just puts me in an awkward position and there's no fucking way on God's green earth that an on-call doctor would ever step foot in my office. <laughs> I'm sure that there's great docs that are on call um, or like great docs that are like do temp doc stuff, but there is not a fucking chance. I've, I've used some a couple times and I feel like they fall into two distinct categories. One is the, I'm a temp doc, so I'm not going to do anything at all. Yeah. I'm just going to like anything that comes in, I'm going to be like, eh, that's too hard for me to do. Reschedule that. Or they know they're never going to see your patient again. So they're like, yep. yeah. I'm just going to stick my drill into this. Yep. Like I had a temp doc for a week, two years ago that I swear to God, I'm still fixing their fuck ups. Yeah. I'm just not, if there was a practice I didn't care about, then absolutely. But like, I actually care about these humans and yeah. like, I'm trying to better them. And I would, like, I just don't feel like that's fair to them. And it just would be a total nightmare. And I'm sure that in today's day and age, I'd have to pay them like five grand a day and just, it's not worth it. So, 
I thought about it. I had a, a couple, like there was a big question mark on, you know, how everything was going that I was going to have to be um, in Portland also this week. And so it was like, you know, a couple of the people that I reached out to like, I, I can come cover a couple of days for you. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Like financially I was smart. So Good. like the practice has tons of money, um, a relative term, tons of money for us. Um, so like I can realistically float the practice if I didn't do any, if I did zero dentistry, I could float the practice for probably three to four months if I did nothing. So it's like, we're good there. Like my employees are yeah, continuing that's, that's to, a good place like, to be in. Um, but from a patient management standpoint, like I couldn't, I couldn't be gone any longer. Like I've been gone, you know, a week and a half. And so <clears throat> from that standpoint, it was like, I gotta, I gotta get back in there and, and see some of the people that are calling me. Um, yeah. Um, I was also out for like a week and a half. I don't, I don't know. Like when the last, everything kind of happened all at once. Yeah. And, uh, I felt like you had a little bit more going on in your life. So I was like, eh, I'm not gonna <laughs> bother you with this, but Caitlin had to have emergency surgery. What? Yeah, which getting general anesthesia while you're four months pregnant is like the scariest fucking thing ever. Is she okay? Um, yeah, uh, uh, she 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 had surgery. I think this uh, on the the fifth, so I think right around the same time that you guys were. Yeah, we had babies on the sixth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I took a week off helping her, but it was very unexpected and the same kind of thing. I couldn't get any coverage or. Yeah. find anything that was worthwhile so getting back yeah. into the office was was very like you know trying to play that catch up and i feel like i'm just now getting things back under control dang we should have talked more yeah it it kept it kept feeling like we were about to talk it's like oh let's chat I, tonight or something it's just yeah. it's just it's so crazy and so busy and it's been like 100 fucking 105 degrees yeah so i just kind of you know crawl inside my refrigerator and don't talk to anybody yeah is uh baby's okay she's okay yeah well the fucking the scary thing so basically long story short that she had like a big like it wasn't a cyst it wasn't an abscess a big something or other on the on her left ovary mm. and they were like hmm so we can do one of two things we can let it sit there but it was like the size of a grapefruit so they're wow. like this could kind of well, the baby's growing, like fold over on itself and like cut off blood supply. And that would be really bad. And if, you know, you're in third trimester and we had to go in, you know, the chance that you would spontaneously give birth and it wouldn't be viable is really high. So we don't want to do that. Um, so we could risk it or we like the best time for you to have a, a surgery is really never. But I mean, if there was a best time, it'd be like today. So guess guess what it's friday we're gonna get you in tuesday we're like holy fuck wow um and it was just uh it was made for a very uh kind of weird fourth of july weekend yeah tell me about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. too yeah we uh we watched um julia got put on bed rest in the hospital on the third yeah um, and she'd already been on bed rest for a week um, at home and they admitted her on Sunday on bed rest and 
So she was able to do like two laps around the labor and delivery ward. Mm -hmm. It was all, was all the exercise she could do. Um, and so they gave us like this triple oversized wheelchair and we wheeled it down to the, um, like end of labor and delivery and watched the fireworks and bend through the, through one of the windows. <laughs> um, and there was like another couple that came down that had just had a baby. Um, same thing. They like, mm -hmm. you know, watched with us and there was like their labor and delivery rooms on either side of us were like women in labor. And it was just like, this is insane. Like this whole, whole what thing. was, uh, what was the weather like on 4th of July where you were? Uh, I don't know. We were inside. We were stuck yeah, in the house. Well, I, was just, I think it was it nice. Was, I don't know. It was pouring rain here. So there like, weren't really a lot of fireworks going on, yeah. which in a way was okay because we were always afraid that our neighbors who get like crazy illegal fireworks and set them off and the, like, the brush behind our house are going like, to yeah. burn our shit down. So we're like, hey, we don't have to worry about that. So that's good. Yeah. So how are uh, Spice Rack and uh, Fish House doing? <laughs> um they're good so i mean i'm sure that you i don't know what i've what you know or what you don't know so um, uh, I've, you've told me a little i, I know yeah. about the blockage i like yeah so how, follow how you on facebook and in group chat so uh, a bit <laughs> had, uh, had babies on the sixth on the sixth or like 12 30 on the sixth um didn't Jameson came out, did his thing. He was uh, four pounds, eight ounces, like totally healthy. Um, Jameson came out three pounds, five ounces. Also, at that point, we thought totally healthy, just really little. Um, we found mm -hmm. out after he was born that he had what was called a filamentous cord insertion. So that's where the, the Wharton's jelly that covers the umbilical cord doesn't mm -hmm. cover the last centimeter. So mm. it's just like these blood vessels hanging out in space. Oh, geez. Um, and our uh, our OB told us that after, because she had a C-section after he delivered Hudson, he just barely tugged on the cord and it separated from the placenta. So like the whole, the chances that he, because he was like always doing somersaults. Mm -hmm. So like, just like the sheer, I don't know, coincidence, coincidence, he didn't like get his cord wrapped around his hand and like do a flip and pull his own cord. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the fact that our OB was like, Hey, these boys can't pro probably can't handle labor. Like we need to do a C-section before we ever like induced mm -hmm. like just all of the things that stacked up. Um, It's just, it's amazing that he even made it. So it has, a 56% survival rate if it's undiagnosed before delivery. Oh shit. Um, and probably because most of those kids end up going through natural labor and they don't make it through natural labor. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Still um, but the whole reason that like this all happened is just like, it's the craziest thing. So she got diagnosed with something called cholestasis, which is a buildup of bile acid and mm. our OB called and he was like, Hey, um, you know, I just want to remind you of these things. Like if you feel any changes in movement, like you need to like, need to give us a call immediately. And so I got home that night and she was like, it might just be me being paranoid, but like, I also don't feel like I felt Hudson move in like three hours. 
So, but like, I don't know, maybe he is moving. And so when he was head down, he was on the, her left. When he was head down, like the way his placenta was, like she could never, really, we didn't, couldn't really feel him move. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, he probably just flipped and we sat there for like two hours and she did all the things that she normally does. And um, she was like, I just still haven't felt him move. I was like, all right, we'll call, call Dr. Murphy and let's figure out what we need to do. So he was like, we talked to him. He was like, the only thing I can do for you is like come into labor and delivery and we'll do a non-stress test to make sure that they're both good. So we go into labor and delivery. We do a non-stress test and they're like, hey, just since you're here, um, we're going to run a settle, some blood work on you and just make sure that everything else is good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, they run the blood work. They come back and they're like, um, your uh, serum creatinine level is like pretty high and your liver enzymes your alt and ast are high and so he like comes in because he ended, he was actually the on-call doctor he comes in and he goes she her blood pressure was like high 130s over like high 80s and he was like mm-hmm. so you have preeclampsia and we're like oh she was like but my blood pressure is not elevated he's like yeah you have a really sneaky kind of preeclampsia where you don't have high blood pressure but your organs start having issues and it was like okay so we had blood work on thursday he was like i should probably just admit you because her liver enzymes went up again he was like i should probably just admit you so like all of this happened because she thought maybe she couldn't feel him move like there's a chance that if she hadn't like noticed that that like she'd still be walking around pregnant right now that's crazy no idea and so like over you know, the weekend we just watched her liver enzymes keep climbing. And so they admitted us on Sunday, on Tuesday, um, or yeah, Tuesday morning. They were like, so um, we typically will induce if your liver enzymes are between like three and 400. Mm-hmm. And liver enzymes came back at 310. Oh, geez. And so they like, they were like, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to, push it closer to the 400 number. So I ran it again at, in the afternoon. It was like 410. And they were like, our absolute cutoff's 500. They were just like trying to get her days at yeah, that point. Yeah. So I, I told our OB, I was like, you know, it's not worth it. Like her liver enzymes are climbing. We should just get her, like we should get these babies out of her so that we're not putting her at risk. Like they're 34 weeks. Yeah, we'd like them to be 35. Like they're 34 and a half weeks. Like, is a day gonna matter? Because her liver enzymes are gonna get hit 500 in the morning. We're gonna have babies tomorrow anyway. And he was like, "No, it really doesn't matter." So we scheduled Wednesday, had the babies. Everything was fine until Friday night, Saturday morning, at, or three o'clock in the three thirty in the morning. The NICU doc comes busting into our room like the Kool Aid Man. Kicks <laughs> the door down, and she's like, "Just right through the wall." Your baby hasn't pooped and you just threw up. I need to consult a pediatric surgical team. Where do you want to send him? And you're like, and call I'll, Craig. I'll say, yeah. I was like, what the fuck just happened? So she was like, well, there's a surgical team in Eugene. Let's send him to Eugene. And I was like, no. She was like, well, what about Randall's children's? And I was like, I'm sure that that's a great place because it's a children's hospital. But also no. And she's like, well, where do you want to send him? I was like, OHSU or Seattle? Like, I'm not sending him to some podunk hospital like we're gonna send him where i trust people and so um randall's is portland isn't it 
Yeah. And so yeah. she was like, she like huffed and puffed at it. So anyways, then she like goes and she calls, she calls life flight or we have Airlink, So she calls Airlink, mm-hmm. which is like life flight. And life flight was like, nah, we don't want to do that. So then she calls life flight and life flight's like, yeah, sure. We'll come get him. We have a team that's like, I don't know, Panda air or something like that. She's like, we have a Panda team in Portland. Like we'll send them. So they like flew over in a helicopter and I got to fly to OHSU in a helicopter, which I don't know if you've ever been on life flight. It's uh-huh. exactly like Grey's Anatomy. Really? <laughs> like, except for it wasn't like a storm. Like we landed on the roof at OHSU yeah. and there's like a team waiting in the tunnel with a gurney. And like, as soon as the helicopter shut off, they're like rushing the um, helicopter and like unloading him and like his little incubator crazy thing and like running him down to this elevator and getting him to the NICU. It was, it was wild. And this uh, is Hudson, right? Yeah, this is Hudson. Yeah. So, so you got to make sure that he gives Jameson shit that he's ridden in a helicopter and Jameson hasn't. Right. So at this point, it's Saturday morning at like 7 a.m. Hudson and I are at OHSU. Julia and Jameson are at St. Charles. So yeah. At this point, so two babies in two different NICUs in two cities, yeah. three hours apart. And so they like ran some tests on Saturday and they're like, we're just going to keep an eye on, an eye on everything if he needs surgery. It probably won't happen until like midweek. All right, cool. So I get there on Sunday morning and they'd like done an x-ray and the, my nurse comes over and he goes, I got there at like seven 30 on Sunday morning nurse comes over and goes, Hey, so I just want to like, let you know, um, I kind of heard through the grapevine that you guys are probably going to the operating room. And I was like, Oh, well, they like must've found something. Right. He's like, I just didn't want, I just didn't want surgery to get over here and tell you and you to like, you know, panic. Why don't you like some time to process? And I was like, all right, cool. I appreciate that. So surgery comes over and they're like, Hey, we don't know exactly what's wrong, but where you have a reasonable degree of certainty that there's a small bowel obstruction somewhere. Um, so, you know, we think it's, we have enough to go on that, that we want to do an exploratory surgery and figure out what's going on on my four day old son. Jesus. He's four fucking days old and he's three pounds, one ounce. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad there are people that are smarter than me. Um, yeah, uh, it suddenly like it puts into perspective a lot of the shit that we do that we're like, oh, this is like, yeah, you know, delicate or whatever. It's like, holy fuck, I don't, I don't do anything like anywhere near that stressful. So they take him into surgery. They come out. Our uh, surgeon was, uh, I assume, very talented. Everyone tells me he's he's the best one on the staff. Um, and, but he's got like, I think home life with, with him would be really terrible. I'm not going to throw his name out there. I I think home life with him would be really terrible because like he has no people skills, which is exactly Mm -hmm. what I want. And my surgeon. Right. So, um, he walks up and he goes, um, okay. So we figured out what the issue was. Um, he had an obstruction called, um, Iconium ileus. Um, so that means your kid has cystic fibrosis. Have a good day. Oh shit. I'm like, no, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. Like that's not a have a good day conversation. And so we like kind of chat a little bit more. I read all the literature after I left, like he was preterm, low birth weight, um, had a bad cord. We found out later that his placenta was, um, first size was less than the 10th percentile. Um, oh wow! He, he was less than the first percentile. Um, 
So it was like he checks all these boxes, and there's yeah. some studies that show like up to fifty percent of kids born that like check those box boxes, or even one of those boxes don't have cystic fibrosis. It's like no history of it. Neither of our families, and my mom's right, family, right. like fucks like rabbits. Um, so, anyways, um, since then we've had two negative newborn screens. He had his first. Okay, I was like, you're leaving me hanging. So he doesn't yeah. have cystic fibrosis. We don't know for sure. We did genetic testing last Tuesday, and the results are not back yet. Okay. Um, but it's looking more and more like. And then one of the surgeons the other day was like, "So it sounds like we ruled out cystic fibrosis." And I was like. I don't know where the fuck you got that from. Like we haven't got any results for anything yet, but so it's looking less and less like it, but well, good. Oh, man, it has been, it has been just nutty. Yeah. So, um, so side note, what possessed you to, uh, name him after me? I thought I felt flattered. What are you talking about? Isn't his middle name, Paul? Oh, yeah, we just we just uh, like to name uh, our humans after badass people. So very nice. Well, we will we will we will float a uh, corn stick as a middle name for Jensen. <laughs> uh, that was Julia's dad's name. <laughs> I uh, I I vaguely remembered that. I was like, yeah. hey, I know that name. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it's been wild so it's not like they're doing well now um there's a chance that jameson will get discharged soon um but hudson i I think we'll probably be i think i'll probably be going back and forth to portland through the end of the summer now is is he still in portland or where is everybody i guess uh so yeah so on monday uh yeah today's wednesday on monday julia and jameson got or jameson got transferred to um OHSU. So, uh, oh, Hudson, so they're together. Yeah. So Hudson at four days old got to uh, take a helicopter ride, and Hudson at like whatever, 12 days old, got to ride in the back of this sweet life flight bus. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, there, Julia is in Portland now with both of them. Uh, so, that, which is a huge is weight it? off the bike. There was also like all the logistical stuff of like, you know, what are we going to do if they deny Jameson and Hudson's in Portland and Jameson's in Bend? Like, what, how are we yeah. going to manage that? Like, um, and then like the whole, like we have Airlink, but we don't have life flight and they're not connected. So like, are we going to now get a 60 or $80,000 bill for his flight? So I like called Airlink and was like, Hey, so just so you know, you guys like denied our flight. So also like, what the hell? Like, I'm not paying for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, okay, well, like, know all this and phone calls being recorded and I'm not in charge of billing, but like what you're saying sounds reasonable. Um, I was like, yeah, it should. Yeah. So, yeah. Wild two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, and you yeah. actually, so you've actually went and you worked today. Yeah, I worked today and yesterday. Wowzers. Yeah, we have like two of our best production days I've ever had. Is and it I, is there is it like good? To, does it like take your mind off things and you're like, this is yeah. actually nice, or like I'd rather be in Portland? Uh, no, I so yesterday was my first day running triple hygiene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, docs that just do that all the time, or like a different breed of human. Like 
<laughs> Holy crap. Triple hygiene's exhausting. Um, on top just of my doing like, all the checks, or what do you mean? Yeah, like, just doing all the checks, like doing yeah. 15 minutes worth of exams every hour. On top of like, I run you know three columns, so sure, sure, doing that for a week and a half. Like, I had three full columns all day, and like, it was just it was madness, pure pandemonium. But I like the production numbers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you see, I think the trick is you run the triple hygiene, but then you just don't do anything. That's that doesn't work. What's up, homies? I hope you're enjoying the episode that we have for you today. Please send us some feedback or let us know what you want to hear next at Off the Cusp Paul or Off the Cusp Ryan at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook and check out our WhatsApp. All right, later. I think it's actually hit me like everything that's going on. Um, yeah, just because well, I mean, you it. sound. 30 years older. So, I mean, yeah, I'm tired. I think I have like, a little bit. I have like an entirely new gray patch in my beard. <laughs> and Julia looked at me and she was like, oh, you have salt and pepper now. Finally. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's like emotionally, I don't think it's in me. I think I'm just like emotionally exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm uh, but, just from our whole thing. Like, I'm still like just just mentally emotionally exhausted from uh yeah. just that uh were they, couple of days were they able to do hers laparoscopically yeah and that was the other reason they wanted to do it but um kind of what they were saying is like they're like yeah i would do it lathro and you know basically so long as we don't rupture it it'll be really smooth and then they fucking ruptured it huh so it didn't go super smooth so like the surgeon came out and was like hey Come here. Let's go in this little room where we give people the bad news. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, holy fuck. Because you know, I used to work at the hospital. Like I I know the where the rooms are and everything else. I'm like, oh, you're you're bringing me into the private conversation room. This isn't usually where you tell people everything went great. Yeah. So she's like, Yeah, have a seat. So we went in and we're doing this. And like I'm like stealing myself for whatever fucking news she's giving, but she's just going on and on about the cyst. Well, first I thought it might be an abscess, but then I'm thinking it could have been a dermoid and blah, 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 blah. Until literally all I'm just hearing is like, wah, 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 wah. I'm like, can I just stop you? Is is baby okay? Is Caitlin okay? And she's like, oh my God, I should have led with that. Yeah, she's great. Kid's great. Sorry, here I am talking about this cyst. I'm like, okay. Thank God. Hmm. Keep talking but, uh, it just made kind of her initial recovery a little bit uh, more yeah. difficult because, you know, they can't just be like, hey, we're going to throw like crazy ass fucking, you know, antibiotics yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah. But Caitlin's a fucking trooper and she's been doing doing good. Basically, yeah. I just had to stay home a couple days just to make sure she wasn't going to go like try to fucking mow the lawn or something. Yeah. Well, that was the crazy thing about Hudson surgery is like they didn't know what they were looking for so if they if they knew what they were looking for they could have done it laparoscopically mm-hmm. but because they didn't know what they were looking for at four days old they did a laparotomy so who's gonna have a sweet scar like oh, right shit. out of the rib cage and they yeah. literally took all of his intestines out of his body and like massaged them to figure out what the issue was jesus christ you and know it's so crazy them, and then they stuff them all back in there because right now like we're buying all, all sorts of stuff for like the nursery and like car seats yeah. and cribs and it's like everything you read it's like hey 
you know, don't put a fucking pillow in the crib because kid could roll over wrong and die. And hey, don't get a fucking jumper because if the the you know this isn't right, then their fucking legs fall off and then they die. You know, it's like everything is just so crazy. But at the same, and you're like, how do how does anyone ever grow up? Like everything is gonna fucking kill you. And then you're like, oh yeah, you know, fucking three pounds took all the intestines out. You yeah. know, massaged them around, put them back, sewed them in, and you know it's fine. It's just amazing, like what humans can like, like live through and do, and then like other things. It's like, oh yeah, like don't put a blanket in there because death. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I like, I don't know. I didn't. This didn't like hit me until I had babies, but like mm-hmm. they are so ridiculously helpless. Yeah, like. They are 100% helpless. Like, they can't even hold their head up. Like, obviously, they can't hold their head up. But, like, how are we still, like, around? How did we become the dominant species on this planet? Yeah, it's like, how does anyone survive infancy? It seems like everything will kill you. Yeah, but, like, like, I'm already so stressed out just from it's like, we can't have anything. Everything in the house just has to go. It's all (laughs) that. We, we, uh, like, we have hospitals and fire and power and like all of the things that we have now in medicine, but like, you know, in the 1300s, they didn't have any of that shit. Like how did a baby be born? And like, they, they like made it out of infancy. Like, and that's why they had 47 kids is because a lot of them didn't, but it was like, yeah, yeah. The child mortality rate was a little higher. And yeah. I think life expectancy was a little lower, but yeah, yeah. somehow, somehow some people fucking made it. It was like, yeah, how the fuck did, or like, how the fuck are we here? Like when they didn't know how to make a fire. Yeah. It's just wild. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I feel like we should probably talk about dentistry. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my nephew, Jacob, um, so shout out to you, Jacob, who not only listens to the podcast, but for some of his friends to listen to the podcast, he had stopped by because he was in town and wanted to see Caitlin during the recovering anything, but he alerted me to this story that has nothing to do with dentistry. Okay. But there's this guy in Florida and he went for a checkup and, uh, or not a checkup, a physical, and he's getting his physical, and he has, like, a prostate thing. So the doctor gave him, you know, the the woo-woo finger, and that made the guy ejaculate. So the guy turned around, and he shot the doctor. Oh. That sounds and killed him. And it happened in Florida, so, I mean, you know, Florida, man. Uh, so, yeah, you ever worry that you're going to turn on your patient? They might shoot uh, you. No, 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 I, I definitely... Definitely not something I I do worry about, <laughs> but now I will. Okay, just just wanted to give you something to worry about. I'm never that, I'm never woo woo fingering anybody though, so you know. Well, that's good. No woo woo finger. No woo woo finger. <laughs> you're, you're like on they're on their way out. You're like, wait, one more place I gotta check. I think that that should be the name of this podcast is uh, no woo woo finger. No woo woo finger. <laughs> How do you spell woo woo? Is it W O O W O O or is it W U W? I guess. No, it's not the Wu Tang Clan. It's not the the Wu Tang finger. It's not that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe it should be. Yeah. Now it's Wu Tang finger. His name was Wu Wu Tang finger. 
I, I actually do have a a dental. I, I do have a little dental story that popped up that I think you and I had talked about that I think we should visit. Yeah, um, do you know the dentist in Medford that is getting sued for failure to di- diagnose that oral cancer? Oh, the cancer thing? You said yeah, do you, you know, know them or no? No, I said do you know them? I do not. Oh, um, so if anyone's listening and, pod, and Paul decides to keep this in the podcast, um, there's a there's a dentist in um, in Medford. Let's Oregon just say that, there's a dentist in Oregon, and then it's yeah. I mean, I you can find you, yeah, you can find the news article. Um, yeah. So, anyways, there's a you dentist. Woo woo finger to Google. Yeah. Um, you can woo woo the Google. Um, don't woo-woo my Google. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyways, there's a dentist in Oregon that he saw something suspicious on a patient, um, biopsied it, came back as normal, and then like six years later, the patient got diagnosed with cancer. And the patient is now suing that dentist for failure. to. So first of all, like if it came back normal, like the patient didn't have cancer then, right? Yeah. So why why is exactly. why is it on the why is it on the dentist for failing to diagnose it? Yeah. Well, it just it, I mean anyone can like, sue anybody for anything, for anything. at any time. Yeah. That's what makes our country great, or something. <laughs> but yeah, I I can't see it going anywhere because the other thing about it, it's not like because if I'm going and I'm seeing you a patient and you're like, hey, we should biopsy this, and we biopsy, and then I continue to go to you every six months. And then huge cancer grows in my mouth or something, and you never say anything about it. I think there's an issue there, but I think with this case, this was like a one and done like six years ago. They're like, oh, that's a weird thing. Let's biopsy. We biopsy it. It comes back benign. I tell you that. And then if you never come back, like there is no follow up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it definitely, uh, uh, I don't know if it was just because of that or, or what, but I've been uh, doing a little bit more like we should biopsy this or, you know, I see this, it's probably this, but we're going to make a note, you know, like just documenting more on, you know, kind of, kind of normalish lesions. Yeah. I don't um, know what I mean by normalish lesion, but yeah, you know, right. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a normal thing that you have there. Um, yeah. I have a hygienist that has like an eyeball for it. She found this little, like, very faintly whitish spot on, like, the posterior underside of a patient's tongue that, like, you can really mm-hmm. only see when you take a picture of it. You, like, take a picture of it, and it's got, like, it's erythematous around it. And then it's kind of, like, just this little irregular white-ish thing. It's, like, a whitish pink. And I was, like... I, she found it while I was gone. Patient came back, and I was like, "What did you see?" And she was like, "Look right there." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I would never have ever seen that. And I don't know that it's anything. So let me talk to the oral surgeon and see what he thinks. Like, but it was like, what? Like, how in the world did you see that? Yeah, and kind of impressive. That is pretty impressive. I like my uh hygienist does like kind of 
oral cancer screen, head and neck type of thing, then I, I do it as well. So it's like, I feel like we have two sets of eyes in any given time on things. So yeah, we'll, we'll find a lot of stuff that just doesn't really turn out to be, be anything exciting. But every now and then it's like, ooh, what's this? And yeah. uh, luckily everything that I've either sent out or biopsied, uh, you know, so far has come back with like, you know, traumatic fibroma or, you know, yeah. something else that doesn't really require a lot of, a lot of work. Haven't, haven't caught any squamous yet. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a buddy that's like, a, I don't know. He's like the cancer guy. He's found like, he's found SCC in like six patients in the last year and a half. Jesus. But also his are like very, no, like I've got an ulcer on the side of my tongue. And mm. it's not like, you know, he's just finding random stuff. It's like patient comes in because like, you know, all their teeth have fallen out. Like, oh yeah, you got that weird, that weird one cancer that we learned about that I don't remember. But but if you ever uh, make a denture for someone that's missing like huge parts of their anatomy, it is hard as fuck. Making a denture in general is hard as fuck. So yeah, God, I fucking hate dentures. Yeah. I'm starting every now and then. Uh, I'm starting to hate fucking locator dentures too. Why? They just sometimes are a pain in the ass. Like I had, uh, I had one where the I, I place the implants and like I am. They these are the most parallel four implants on a lower ridge that I've ever seen. I was so happy with it. Everything picks up fine, but the pa it's more like the patient is a nightmare oh, with sure. uh, with like, a, you know, like the aesthetics and move this teeth here and like move this there. And it's like, well, you know, if we if we have these here for X, Y, Z, if we move them there, you know, this is the what we sacrifice to do that. You know, I don't care. Move them there. So we move them there. Well, now I hate this because of the thing that you told me would happen if you moved them there. It's like okay, I can move them back, but you know, you said this, and then like th she would be like, "Well, I can't properly evaluate them when they're in wax. That's the dumbest way to do it. You shouldn't do it like that." It's like, bro, like I didn't make up the denture process. If you've got something better than a wax try, you fucking let me know. But I'm not gonna like fucking cook you a denture and then you take it home and decide whether or not you fucking like it. I ended up like remaking it like twice. It was just a, a fucking pain in the ass. Bro, and, uh, I, I didn't make up the denture process. <laughs> yeah, well, I fucking didn't, man. I don't even know who did. I fell asleep that day in Remo. I just remember fucking cats and Christmas lights fucking festooning. Thanks, Dr. Laughlin. Like, that's what I remember. I think Dr. Laughlin made up, or Dr. Samoric made up, though. The, yeah, Dr. Uh, Samoric invented dentures. That's what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, so, you know, being at OHSU, I stopped by, you know, the famous OHSU last week. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you know that Mark Mitchell left? Yeah, I heard that uh, a while you know, ago, too, right? Yeah, it was like last fall. Oh, okay. So I, like, you know, walked into admissions and stuck my head in his office, and there's some lady in there. <laughs> You're like, and Mark, like, what's happened to you? <laughs> I like stuck my head in and she just like turned around and she was like staring out the window, pondering life. 
she just like turned and looked at me and I just like backed out of her office slowly. And then I walked into <laughs> Jenna's office and I was like, Hey, how are you? And like took her a second. And then she was like, I was like, what happened to Mark? And she was like, Oh, he left and went to Penn. And I was like, Oh, well, that's really awkward. You know what? I hadn't heard he went to Penn though. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. He's like doing should, the same thing. Uh, tell Rupali to fucking go bother him. Yeah. Um, all right. You got any weird things lately? I don't feel like I've done any dentistry. Like I did a MOD. Today. Yeah. I figured this was going to be like a baby like yeah. slash stuff. episode like, kind of um, MOD. And I it was like, I don't actually, uh, it's been like three weeks since I've done a filling. Like what is happening? Um, I had a, I had a tough extraction today. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to the point where, like, I haven't taken out as many teeth as you have, obviously, but I'm getting to the point where, like, most extractions are pretty simple. And I have this guy come in. He's got a new patient exam. I don't know. He might still have a new patient exam after I was done with him. He might have just decided to go somewhere else. Um, but it was number 19. It's got a crown on it. It's, like, decayed in, like, a big circle underneath it all the way like underneath the bone. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like a big pile of mush, um, mm-hmm. like halfway down the mesial root. And it was so terrible. And like the decay wasn't on the buckle, like a normal, um, like a normal cavity on a molar under a crown. It was like all lingual decay. So like I had mm-hmm. nothing to grab. Like anytime I touched anything, it just it was disgusting. That was my you ever use the uh, like if you get it down, you break it off. You ever like shove an endo file in it type thing? I tr- I I haven't. But the problem with this one was I like broke the crown off. I sectioned distal root popped like right out, hmm. um, and then I. Like just didn't I like tried to shove a short needle in there to like see if I could find any kind of canal and like I couldn't find anything like with a short gotcha. needle. So it was like um yeah, I just couldn't find anything. It was it was terrible. It was a terrible first meeting for a patient. Do you have to trough around or something no i troughed around and finally like i scraped enough of the soft away that i could finally see where it was Mm. but at that point like i had enough i had enough mobility in the root i just like i didn't have any way to grab it so i just couldn't yeah it was starting to lift but like i couldn't i couldn't pop and but i also like couldn't grab anything on the lingual because it was essentially at that point just a like verdict or like a angled chunk of root like all the way down to the apex and so it was like i didn't have anything that would grab there so it was like i just finally just manhandled it out of there um yeah was it a? did you say it was a like a lower molar or? yeah it was 19. yeah sometimes so. like when i get stuck on something like that and i can't can't get something i'll throw like a flag or you know like a crier into the distal socket because it's always a fucking mesial root 
a lot of times has that little curve it just won't won't come yeah. out and I, a lot of times that'll be able to get down low enough to just like break through the interceptal and just pop it up for you i have never one time crier that's like an east west right yeah, yeah 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 i have never one time successfully taken anything out with an east west it's uh it's one of those ones that it's like i rarely use it but there's like definitely a time where it's like fuck it's the only thing that'll work get me this and whatever i call it because uh, east west crier yeah fucking flag whatever whatever i say they look at me like what and i'm like oh you know the, the crier they're like oh oh okay yeah or, the thing we never use <laughs> you know that actually, thing there's like two of them actually it's like a usb pull cord because you're gonna hand me one and i'm gonna say no the other one <laughs> that. i uh i actually said turned to my assistant and said the east west would be probably really helpful here but i have no idea where they are in this office um yeah it was just god it was terrible um i did order some new extraction instruments Ooh. Um, i ordered uh i went fancy and i ordered everything from uh carl schumacher okay um, yeah yeah they are very proud of their stuff but i'm also proud of it at this point too um i ordered some uh like spade proximators nice i love those uh, yeah um so i'm really happy to have those and then i ordered some i ordered some angled luxators because all mine are mm -hmm. broken and cheap and then i finally got an ash so every premolar that i take out now is like the easiest thing in the world and takes like three seconds it's wonderful so the ash um i ended up uh i getting two like mm -hmm. so one kind of has the beaks and we mm -hmm. call it the toucan sand because it looks like a little toucan mm -hmm. um that's really good for uh you know broken teeth root tips but if you just have like a fat premolar they make another one that the beaks are like curved mm -hmm. and they're it's just fantastic so i that's like another weird one i have it's like i have two types of ashes yeah and i've like taken out some anterior teeth with it and it's just like it's just so nice it's nice yeah yeah so you get to do the little twisty twist yep and then you go twist twist pop it's like mm -hmm. oh my god this is so much better than like trying to use my universal that like doesn't actually grab the tooth properly and this is just terribly miserable so yeah that's uh that's been my my addition i almost ordered my trios right before the boys were born um install mine is getting installed on this coming tuesday i just need to just need to uh finish my i just need to sign the paperwork but um i wanted to pay cash for it and i just want to make sure that you know the world's not going to implode before i do that yeah that's yeah. fair so that is very fair which trios did you get uh i have no fucking idea oh I guess you don't have to make <laughs> it's it in a box in my office and some guy's gonna come and install it but I haven't looked at it or played with it like uh, that was happening kind of at the same time that we were going in because we we're going in for like we're old so we had like the pre anatomy scan yeah they're like let's let's make sure your baby has arms and fingers and, <laughs> and stuff. you know <laughs> so we're they're doing that and we're like Oh, this is so cool. Like, and he's like doing little flippy flips and like posing. He like waved at one point. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Um, so he looked great. 
And then like we go in two days later and they tell us how great he looks. And we're like, yeah, awesome. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And also this giant grapefruit that shouldn't be here. And we're like, wait, what the fuck? Um, and then after that, kind of everything has just been a, a big fucking blur. Yeah. Yeah. But it's slowly getting back to normal. Uh, yeah. And we go back in uh, on the 27th, and then we have another ultrasound. We'll kind of look and hopefully see that everything is yeah, good how far, how far along is she? It's like 16? Uh, we're, we're coming into week 19. Week 19, so you'll have a 20-week anatomy scan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a cool one. And that's, yeah, that's like the the real anatomy scan. This yeah. was just like a warm-up anatomy scan because I <laughs> guess there's a couple things that they can kind of identify like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like a baby surgery and especially like in the womb surgery. I didn't even know that was a thing, but they're like, it yeah, is. like if his fingers are all stuck together, there's actually like a fucking thing that they can do. It's like, yep. wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but he's got he's got fingers. He was like I said, he's waving. So I'll get there in the finger department. Oh, good. I'll get he he's got his woo woos. Yeah, he's got his all his Wu Tang fingers. You know, you do all the all the major gang signs. We're very excited. <laughs> uh, he, she's got like an anterior uh, placenta though. Uh, okay. So like we still haven't felt like a lot of movement and things like that. But we got a like a Doppler, so we we now like check the heartbeat every day, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and like that's the other crazy thing. Like at some point, like late first trimester, we misplaced our Doppler. Like I don't know if it got thrown away on accident or like what happened, mm -hmm. but like we couldn't find it. So like if we'd had our Doppler that day that we went in the first time, like we would have just found his heartbeat, heartbeat, and been like, okay, he's good. So it's like those yeah. little like random chance things that like we couldn't find our Doppler and it's just it's just so weird to me. It's yeah. just so weird. Sometimes it really feels like things happen for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it, I mean it, there's too many coincidences to the line lined up, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, awesome. I'm just checking our podcast questions thread there's nothing like super interesting on this yeah reddit question then we'll uh go our separate ways that sounds uh that sounds amicable okay i think we did ask dennis last time so let's do dental school little kids are interested in these days Sorry, I thought that was worded really interesting. I thought I saw something cool, but I really didn't. It's just like brownish spots. Should I touch them? And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. But it's they're just talking no. about tickling things with an explorer. Yeah, I gotcha. It's not that exciting. Touch everything. Yep. Tell your patients not to pick their teeth with metal picks, and then you pick their teeth with metal picks. That's yeah what dentistry is in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, really, I like how they always used to tell us like, don't, don't, uh, when you're exploring things, like don't push super hard because you might cavitate it. I'm like, if it's that close to needing to be cavitated or being cavitated. Yeah. Probably, well, what's going to happen when I fucking touch it with a drill, homie? 
Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. So a DSO, those damn DSOs, they were hosting an event at uh, at some school, and the teachers told them to stay away uh, from those events because, you know, DSOs are the devil or whatever. And I just want to say, like, wherever there's a free event or free food or free whatever in dental school, fucking go to that because you get out. Everyone just walks around trying to rape you for your money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you should 100%. 100%. And like they are there because they want to, I mean, they want to expose you, but they're also there because I feel like they want to be supporting um, yeah. demo students. And like, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. And like, honestly, a DSO isn't a terrible place to start. Like, obviously, I want you to move into practice ownership because I think that it's, you know, the best thing for our profession and, and you mentally to not just be someone's bitch for the rest of your life. Um, but like DSOs provide a lot of value for, for new docs. Yeah. I, I practice own through a DSO. So I mean, like I, I drink the Kool-Aid there um, and I do quite well and I'm very happy with where I'm at and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like fucking, if you go into the Henry shine ca catalog you can buy some fucking Teflon tape that's all packaged by Henry Shine for like 25 bucks. Or you can go to Home Depot and you can get the same shit for like 25 cents. So I don't know. Just when you're in dental school, do all the free shit you can. Eat all the foods, you know, go to the events um, and then kind of figure things out for yourself. Because I think there's in dentistry, there's just so many fucking ways to do things. There are people I know that are in DSOs and they're super happy and I think it's the best place for them to be. And there are other people I know that would fucking hate it. Yep. Ryan, I think you would fucking hate it. I would. Yeah, but I probably would have, that's okay. But I probably would have got some paternity leave, so it probably would have been fine. Yeah. See, that's the problem, though, once you hit ownership, though, is it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like vacation. I don't really get vacation. Mm -mm. I can just leave whenever the fuck I want. And then I, if there's someone there doing something, I still make money. Um, but I, you know, coming up when I want to leave uh, for fraternity and stuff, but I got to fucking find somebody to cover my shit so I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a stressful thing. It is. Um, I really haven't managed to watch much TV or anything. Nothing that's new. We uh, we've been watching like fucking Game of Thrones and shit. Yeah, we're still working through the Resident. Uh, five seasons of that has been has been long. Um, what have I just started watching? Like Pirate Gold of Adak Island, which is about these treasure hunters. So I'm in the. I just finished the first episode before we got on here, and I uh, I think that it's going to be a lot like looking for Sasquatch where they're going to like, just have all these episodes and like, Oh my God, we almost found nothing. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited to, to uh, continue watching that um, and, and watch them, you know, <laughs> find nothing. That'll be very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> that kind of sounds fantastic. Have you ever yeah. done any like, I don't know. Did you ever like look for treasure as a kid or an adult or yeah, do I mean, anything I'm, like that? Sure. I did as a kid, but like um, the only time I've ever thought I was going to be super rich 
um, was my dad and I were, uh, sounds super redneck, which fits, I guess, um, squirrel hunting in Alaska. Uh-huh. And we came across this creek. And it's like this creek up in the middle of the mountains in the middle of nowhere. We had to ride four. There was like two hours to get back there just to hunt squirrels. So stupid. Um, but like <laughs> the entire bottom of the creek was like glistening. So I like reached down and I like picked up with my hand. And I was like, holy shit, there's gold shit in here. And my grandpa at the time uh, was like a big gold panner and like had all the stuff. Um, as like a hobby and I like took it to him and he was like, yeah, this is fool's gold. But I was like, so stoked that I was going to like, just be rich as shit from this Creek that we found in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> one, one of the things that's I think so fun about having dentist money is you can buy stupid bullshit. So my mom was out here like last summer or, I don't know, a while ago, and she's helping us with something, and her wedding ring, like, fell off, and she, like, lost it. Um, and we knew it was sort of in this field, and she was really bummed about it, and I was like, well, shit, I'm going to buy the world's, like, craziest metal detector, and I'm going to run around with the field, and I'm going to find this ring. So I bought this crazy-ass fucking metal detector for, like, 400 bucks or whatever. And I'm going out there, and it has all these different settings. And I, like, point it on the ground, and it's like, and I was like, oh, shit, there's something something here. So I, like, dig a tiny amount, and I find this old-ass fucking quarter. And I was like, oh, my God. I have – it's paying itself off. Now it only cost me $399.75. Like, this <laughs> – this is going to be my ticket to the good life. So then I'm like just walking around in this field for like fucking hours, like metal detecting. It's like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Get down there. I'm like, Oh, another fucking nail. Oh, a staple. You know, I didn't find anything else of any remote value. Definitely didn't find the red ring, but that just immediate finding of like fucking quarter. I was so stoked. I was like, I'm a fucking treasure hunter. I'm yep. like, I can put it on the resume now. Yep, you uh, you can be on this show. Yeah, there. I should. I should quit fucking dentistry and go get on that pirate show. I mean, I already got the metal detector. Yeah, I mean, you're. that's mostly what they have. Is they're just like walking around this shitty island in western <laughs> Alaska with a metal detector. It's like... I don't know. I think those shows are so are, are so entertaining for a little bit, and then they're just so un, unentertaining. Sometimes it's just really exciting to watch people that are really into you know just some random thing. Yeah, it's like, huh? People, people, ice road truck, people, fucking metal detect, you know, just whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean. I don't know. People have some weird ass hobbies. Yeah. All right. One one more quick one because I found one that I think was better than the other one. Okay. And they were like, "Was there ever a time in dental school that made you regret your decision, even for a fleeting moment? Was there ever a time in dental school, Ryan, where you just wanted to pack in your chips?" I don't think so. Um, Because I mean, you know, we've talked about this kind of extensively. You and I 
took a different path to dental school and we we both knew by that we had time. ritualistic suicide was our only way out like yeah like we, <laughs> by we, the just, time we actually got around to doing dentistry yeah we um, just, i do we, remember though fucking doo-doo braga that bastard <laughs> we had there was a time where we were gone what was the longest vacation we had from dental school it was like 12 weeks or something yeah, like yeah. summer yeah. first year i don't even think we had we had a, a few months off. Had summer be off yeah that's right. yeah summer right. be so it wasn't even 12 weeks it was like but, nine weeks i don't know I went to Alaska and guided. yeah so we had this little time off then we get back and we didn't like immediately have a sim lab class so at the end of first year we had like touched a handpiece just a tiny amount and then we didn't touch a handpiece for three months and then we like came back to this class and they're like oh yeah cut a fucking class one in 230 or some bullshit you know draw the batman symbol um so i did it and i hadn't really touched a a handpiece in in you know the three months i was a little shaky and lame and i like fucked it up not crazy bad but a little bit and like the instructor like came over and was like yeah, this is terrible. You know, if you can't do this, you really shouldn't be here. Like you, you're never going to make it type thing. And I like had to step into the stairwell and like rethink my life and fill out an application to target and like cry a little bit. And I was like, holy fuck, like I don't belong here. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like the only time where I was like, I've made a horrible mistake, Ryan. I'm never yeah. going to get through this. I can't make the Batman symbol. No, I mean, you know, I had that that time when Wayne Mito came over and told me that I didn't deserve to be in the building. Uh, but I I never really uh, never really had that moment of I want to quit. I knew this is where we were gonna be. Yeah, it all you'll get there in the end. Well, yeah. speaking of getting it in the end. Yeah, go. I don't I don't have anything and I don't remember that Ooh, sign off here. thing. So I think we yeah, just disappear yeah. into the darkness. Yep. Good night, people. All right. Take it easy, man. Love your face. Yeah. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You're a pirate. Being a pirate is a recipe. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. We got us a map to lead us to a hidden box that's all locked up with locks and buried deep away. We'll dig up the box. We know it's full of precious booty. First, open the locks and then we'll say hooray! Adventure waits on every shore. We set sail and explore, and rend and jump all day. We float on our boat until it's time to drop the anchor. Then hang up our coats until we sail again. Yes, I'm